daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. As you know, we are all about funding women and empowering them. Today, I have on a special guest. She is the CEO at Simmons University uh, Institute for Inclusive Leadership. Please welcome to the show, Susan Brady. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm fine. Thanks. Thank you for having me today. We were talking about what a mouthful that that <laughs> yeah, that title is, but I got it. <laughs> you got it. You did. You did great. You did now great. let's also say that uh, you have another title. So I let's do. that too, which is Deloitte Ellen Gabriel Chair for yep. Women Leadership at Simmons University. So Correct. we're going to talk about that too. Great. I always like to first talk about, you know, where were you born? Where are you now? Give us a little background of how you ended up at Simmons. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, so I was born in the state of Connecticut. I'm a New Englander, um, sort of at heart. But uh, when I was two, uh, I moved to the uh, Atlantic Island of Martha's Vineyard, and that's where I grew up. So I went to Little Egertown Elementary School and Martha's Vineyard Regional High School and um, was raised uh, by my parents divorced when I was little. And my dad lived year round on the vineyard. My mom and stepdad, who I remain remained very close with during my life, lived back in Connecticut. And I was raised on a farm on an island by a single father. Oh, wow. And how I got from there to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, that's a long stretch. And yeah. I, I did notice that you were, uh, had you know, grown up in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, I had just gone there for the first time a couple of years ago, uh, took my family, my niece and nephews. What'd you um, think? And there, and there was 13 of us all together. It was so fun. It was a awesome. great experience. So yeah, love it there. So uh, yeah. And it seems like that would be really interesting growing up on an island like that. You know, I, I wonder if the older I get, the more connections I see between, you know, my youth and my choices since then. Uh, you know, I just went back to the vineyard a couple of weeks ago with my significant other. And, uh, and you know, the, the, the island is a, a very diverse place, actually. And it's, uh, it's actually a pretty inclusive place. Uh, and I think I, it's almost like a small Midwestern town tucked there, right, you know, seven miles off the coast of Cape Cod. Um, but obviously, you know, I, I, there's something upside down when you have one parent, right? And there's something upside down when you're a girl raised by a father. And I, you know, faced my own version of exclusion and, you know, uh, sort of being different, feeling different at an early age. And I definitely think that's influenced my path to where I am now. Yeah. Wanting people to, to be inclusive. Yeah. I mean, I do think our, our backgrounds definitely always influence what we do in life. I know, you know, being a gay woman, I have always been for the underdog because I think gay people feel that way. And um, so, yeah, I think it definitely influences who we are. And yeah. so I, I want to talk about 
you know, what you're, so how you made the leap into working at Simmons. And also, I just want to mention that you had shared with me such an interesting tidbit that Simmons University was the first university to offer women MBA programs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's incredible. What year was that? Oh, gosh, Uh, that had to have been in the late 80s, early 90s, late 80s, when women couldn't get into MBA programs. Obviously, that's not the case anymore. So we have sunsetted our women only MBA. Uh, But that wasn't that long ago. That's crazy. That wasn't that long ago. Simmons is an interesting place. You know, for those listeners who haven't heard of Simmons University, uh, Simmons University is a small liberal arts college in the heart of Boston. It is a women-centered college um, and now a university. And we have a total of about 8,000 uh, students, uh, about six, I'd say more than more than six uh, or seven graduate level students and, um, and the rest undergrad. And, you know, the interesting thing about Simmons is we have, um, we have held a mantle of acceptance for a very long time, you know, when when those of the Jewish faith couldn't apply to other uh, higher education institutions, uh, Simmons welcomed um, those of the Jewish faith. Same thing with those who are uh, African American and now Black Indigenous people of color. And we accept a lot of people who are in transition, um, Catherine, and who identify. We, we allow our students to identify um, their own gender, and and so this it's a welcoming place, and you know it's still women centered. So. Um, we started our, the first women's leadership conference that I know of in 1979, and it's consecutively run for 43 years. So uh, usually it's the springtime. This year it's April. And, um, you know, we've got uh, a lot of firsts. You know, I, I stand on the shoulder. I think yeah. like 10,000 people attend that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're uh, expecting. It's funny. I, I, I came when when we when when we stood up the in, the Institute for Inclusive Leadership. I mean, I, I, honestly, I stand on the shoulders of giants. I mean, those who went before me. There's a book, a seminal work on women's leadership called The Managerial Woman. I mean, this goes back to how do I navigate as a female, as a woman, if I woke up woman um, in the working world because it was, you know, made uh, by and for men and. Uh, that was 40 years ago, right? So, so coming to Simmons, Simmons is like, it's, 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 it's known in the arena of women's leadership as having a very special place in forwarding thinking about how women can advance in the workplace. And I feel very proud to be here. And yeah, when I got here, we were in the pre pre pandemic conference world where the fire code pro- pro- prohibited us from selling more than three-ish thousand uh, seats. And I said, well, it's hard to stand up an institute for inclusion and inclusive leadership and then turn people away, right? So I chartered the team and said, come on, we're going to figure this out. We did live streaming, but that's like being a voyeur. It's like over there, that event's happening and you're really on the outside. And I said, that's not what we want. And, uh, you know, as the world turned, uh, this horrific global pandemic came about and with it offered really interesting opportunities to flex our muscles, to show up in different ways for more people. So uh, the first year we had five weeks to flip a 4,000 person event to an online fully engaged event. It looked a lot like this. Our partners at Cisco helped us. Our partners at um, uh, a video partnership who knew about streaming and all that. And 
I have to tell you, like, it's been, it's, it's been so amazing what and we've so been you, able to. That's how you got 10,000 because you did. That's how we've got, well, that's how we've grown. I was predicting this year, 10,000. We'll have a little less than 10,000, but it's, it's significant. It's a significant leadership conference. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, so the, the Institute itself, what does it do and how do people participate? So thanks for, for asking the question. Uh, the, the Simmons, so, so let me just back up and tell you that, that Simmons University was founded by John Simmons, who bequeathed his entire state to the development of a women's college for one reason, and that was to help women create their own independent livelihood. And the reason why John Simmons did this is because he was a, uh, he figured out that men were sort of the same relative sizes and he basically democratized the male suit. And so instead of having to be completely custom tailored, he figured out, it was like pre-Brooks Brothers, you know, um, he figured out gosh, sorts of sizes and the people that sewed and put the suits together were of course females working from their homes. And uh, he realized early on that this was really discrepant and he wanted to fix this. And so, uh, you know, the whole institution was created so that women could earn their own income, their own livelihood. And it's- that, This is an incredible story. What, a, what an amazing man. What an amazing man. And I got to tell you, like Catherine, you know, since then, of course, we're all talking about allyship and, and there's so many really well-intended men who wake up male. That wasn't their fault. Um, they woke up male, just like I woke up female. And, and, and they don't know what they're supposed to do about this whole gender disparity thing, right? And so, um, you know, now male allies have a real role to play in the parity for, for, for women. Um, and I'm interested in economic parity for women, economic uh, advancement for women. And uh, so, so he was a male ally before the term male ally was in the English you know, lexicon, you know, so, so that's kind of just a cool tidbit, but uh, maybe in the dictionary, it says male ally and has his name. Who knows? Yeah, I, he should, he should be right it there. Should. Um, I feel proud about that. And um, I will say that the Institute for Inclusive Leadership came to be uh, because we had this conference, you know, that was a wonderful success for 40, you know, some odd years before I got here. And, um, and we had a small but mighty executive education business that no one knew about, um, but that was busy and doing pretty well. Uh, and we had some research, but these were operating in different arms of the um, university. And so the president at the time, Helen Drinan, thought, you know, what would be possible if we put these together and then built from there? And I actually refer to it as the Institute Garden, because I picture the conference is just this giant, gorgeous tree. Uh, and lots, when I came here, it felt like there was a lot of wide open, um, you know, very rich soil uh, in which we could plant all sorts of cool things. And we have. Um, and so where we, where we started and where we are right now uh, is uh, we are focusing on mainly two facets of work. One is around helping women to step into their full potential to a really arrive and thrive in their working life, in their professional life. And the other is to equip and demystify um, allies. So allyship in general, we find is, uh, is sort of confusing to people. So what does it mean to walk as an inclusive leader uh, and to pay attention in different ways? And so we want to make this simple. So we've um, 
We've got the Better Understanding podcast, which I host, about demystifying what inclusive leadership is. And we have a, a great blog. We do uh, certificate courses for women and for allies. Obviously, we have our big conference. And then we do a fair amount of corporate education, custom corporate education, where we'll partner with companies who want to design uh, a version of an experience for their leaders, specific either for women or specific for allies. And, and so obviously Deloitte is one of those. Yes. Yeah, so we have this great relationship with Deloitte. Uh, and recently I, I, I just wrote a book behind me. It's just no small little here yeah. advertisement. <laughs> the um, Arrive and Thrive, Seven Impactful Practices to Navigating uh, leadership for Women uh, is co-written by the president, the now president of Simmons University, Lynn Perry Wooten, who is an African-American scholar. She uh, spent years at the University of Michigan in the, and worked through the Ross School of Business and then went on to serve an administrative role at Cornell and came here to the, you know, the highest position in academic leadership to preside at Simmons. And uh, what an honor it's been to partner with her in that capacity. Uh, I also report to her, right? So she, the Institute is, I, I, I think of the Institute as like a little disruptive skunks work here at Simmons um, because we're not really you know, no one depends on us day to day to run the university and vice versa. But the team here, it works mainly with corporate with with corporate clients. Um, and then my and, you know, then my co-author, my other co-author is executive chair of the board of Deloitte, Janet Foudy, uh, who has had an incredible uh, trajectory of a career. And uh, I've, I've learned a lot from both women writing this book with them. So to collectively, we have got 85 years, Catherine, of leadership experience as women uh, making it to the top of our professions. And so landing on the seven practices has been really exciting and we're sort of in the throes. So, so it was part of, um, I wanna, all right, truth be told, I am not uh, an academic. So I'm, I'm a newcomer to the academic scene and don't consider myself an academic. And I consider myself a practitioner and a, and a businesswoman. And, um, I, uh, when I was awarded the chair, the Deloitte Ellen Gabriel chair, my first thought was, what do I have to do to be worthy of said chair? Like, what does one do when they get a chair, you know? Um, and is there an actual chair? Like, I really didn't know. And I, I read about Ellen Gabriel, who was uh, a pioneer at Deloitte, a, a, a female leader who started Deloitte's women's efforts, okay, in the United States. And um, she partnered with Simmons years ago to create a custom course for Deloitte. And she had four, my understanding is that she had four rounds and, and won three of them with breast cancer and lost her fourth battle. And her colleagues um, created this endowed chair in her honor. Oh. Uh, and I got the chills just thinking about it. So when I got awarded the Deloitte chair and asked, what is it that I need to do? And I was told, a project, pick a project. I had this really cool conversation with two Deloitte very senior women, Susan Esper from the Boston office and Terry Cooper, who's the chief diversity officer and Helen Drynan, who was the president of the time. And it came to be that we talked about what it's like to be as a senior woman leader mm -hmm. and how we still need support. We still need to be conscious and intentional. We still need to practice things like courage and resilience and authenticity. And one thing led to another. And, uh, you know, this idea of this book emerged. And so 
Um, and they recommended Lynn and Janet and we got on the phone to see if we all got along and we had a ball. And next thing you know, I called my friends at McGraw Hill and they said, yes, um, we will publish this. And here we are. So it's, it's just, I, I love that. And, you know, I know you've published, this is your fourth book, mm-hmm. uh, arrive and thrive. I understand is about intentional living. What does that mean? And who would this book be for? It sounds like it's for women who are successful business women. Uh, like you said, maybe 40, 50 plus. Is that the demographic for this book? Yeah. I mean, I would say uh, it's less about arriving and more about, about how can we thrive when we have, when we've arrived at a station in our life where we feel like, gosh, there was a time when I thought if I got here, I will feel like I've arrived and I'm, I'm not really thriving, you know? So too often our work cultures encourage women to get their foot in the door. And then we, we sort of leave women without support once, once they step in. So we wrote Arrive and Thrive to change that. And it's the books, the books really are attempt, Catherine, to start these honest conversations, help women get the resources and advice and support they need to thrive as, as leaders. And um, so this might be like women CEOs, women in managerial positions. They yes. would have this book. All right, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I don't necessarily think the, the, the author trio agrees on who this book is for. I want this book to be given to every woman of every age because I think the practices apply no matter where, how, how old you are, how much experience you have. Okay. Frankly, I think the practices apply to all genders, no matter how you identify even. Right. And the tone in which we wrote it and the examples we give and the thriver's wisdom in each chapter, our, our C-level, you know, executive thriver wisdom is meant for a, um, uh, a more, probably a more seasoned uh, reader. And it's my hope that you would read it and say, I want to give this to my mentee who's 20 years younger, maybe, right? Who's just starting out in her career or, uh, so I can see it. We're also, look, there's going to be an Arrive and Thrive summer camp someday. There's going to be, we're going to, we're going to take this work and get it to as many generations and as many girls and women as possible. I love that. Okay. So it's for any age, any profession. Um, it's just to empower women with these uh, tools. Yep. Uh, you want to share any of the tools with us? Uh, maybe one of them. Oh, sure. Um, the practices, the seven practices are, uh, you know, not meant to be linear. Uh, but they are, they work collectively together. So uh, the first practice is investing in your best self. I'll come back to that. Embracing authenticity is the second, cultivating courage, fostering resilience, inspiring a bold vision, um, creating a healthy team environment, and then committing to the work of an inclusive leader. So the seven practices, it's a really tool rich book. Essentially, I mean, there's several books there's whole libraries on each of the practices. And what we wanted to do was distill it all down. It's a distillation of the greatest hits, plus our wisdom, plus the wisdom of some incredible group of contributors who all are sitting CEOs of, um, of companies. And then, you know, wow, we went to Indra. It was funny. Um, we went to Indra Nui, of, uh, the former chairman of PepsiCo, to say, you know, would you, um, would you pick a couple or pick one, uh, 
practice that you think has influenced your career? And can we feature you as a thriver? And she said, no, that all seven are equally important. Right. And then, and, and, and she that's, would know. She she's amazing. She's amazing. And so um, she agreed to write the foreword to the book about all seven practices. I will say though, Catherine, you know, my first three books are really about the inside job of leadership and how we show up and how we are. And I believe, you know, what we think and feel drives what we say and do. And we don't spend enough time thinking about what we think and feel um, and the impact to ourselves and others. And so I believe, and uh, you know, the, that, and, and it'll become clear in a future graphic depicting the seven practices that the work of investing in returning to your best self does serve as a prerequisite to the other six practices. You know, my favorite one that you mentioned was authenticity. I think mm -hmm. if someone's not living an authentic life, they're not living a full and happy life. So if I had to pick one only because I know they're all important, but that's the one that stood out to me. Is well, it's funny that you should say that because I think this chapter was inspired by, for me, by uh, a woman who was not open about her, uh, about her, it wasn't a marriage until after she came, came, came out, but she was, she was closeted. I mean, she was a gay woman and a very senior leader at a fortune 100 company, um, in the legal profession. And, uh, she spent a lot of time sort of making sure no one really knew yeah. who she was because she thought there was going to be risk. And um, she came and to there, And there with, may have been, but the funny thing is usually the risks that people worry about are not as uh, bad as the rewards. And I, I bet she so, felt that. I, I mean, she actually called me when she came out after 27 years. Yeah, I get working, it. I get right? it. And, and it's a big, um, heavy burden to carry around. There's no way somebody can thrive personally or professionally if they're not being their authentic self. And I mean, this is my yeah. definition of embracing authenticity. Ready? Be you. And then, you know, if you don't get that, just go to the wonderful Carla Harris, you know, um, who will make sure you understand what this really is about. And it's, 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 you know, she's the managing director and senior client advisor at Morgan Stanley. I mean, she's a vice chair. She's a big muck. Carla, I go to the church of Carla Harris. She's one of my, um, my mentors and, uh, inspirers. And, uh, she says, by definition, your authenticity is your competitive advantage. Like nobody can be you the way that Absolutely. you can Absolutely. I love that. I have a friend that always says, you do you. <laughs> you do you. Um, so just to bring this back to uh, Arrive and Thrive and your Leadership Institute, um, uh, Integrated Leadership Institute, who, um, based on listening to our conversation today, could be a good candidate to come participate in that program. Do people come from different corporate leadership uh, positions to the Institute to take these various yeah. programs? Is that who, who takes yeah, those so programs? We get entrepreneurs, we get, oh. uh, you know, we get women who are um, who own their own businesses, and we have a lot of women sent by corporations, um, many of whom you know would sponsor our conference, like Dell, like you know, like Cisco, like Liberty Mutual, uh, you know, and and many many others. And so, um, you know, we do provide uh, open enrollment 
kind of work. The Strategic Leadership for Women Certificate Program, I think, is one of these sort of quasi-timeouts where we do it in little pieces over, over the course of time now that it's all virtual. And um, it's a real opportunity for women to take pause and look at what they really want in their life. I find that the, the seven practices go hand in hand with an ongoing arrival. Uh, you know, we don't stop growing, Catherine, as you know, we're constantly arriving and thriving. And we're gonna have to pick up and put down different practices along the way, depending upon what we're navigating. Um, yeah. And so I think, you know, if, if anyone who's listening to this podcast is feeling like, you know, I'm at a precipice for change, and or I feel like I need to disrupt myself, you know, or I uh, I feel like I've I've survived, you know, the 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 happenings of the last couple of years, and I need a boost. It's uh, it's an injection of clarity and of uh, intention about how we show up professionally in our lives and the choices we make. I love that. So. There's really three things we want as a takeaway today. One is people can pick up your book, Arrive and Thrive. I take it that's on Amazon. It's available in bookstores and bookstores. airports and Everywhere. all that. Yeah. Beautiful, but easy access to it. Uh, people can check out your leadership program, uh, inclusive leadership program. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's just website.com. Yep, inclusiveleadership.com www.inclusiveleadership.com will get you all the information. What a great website. First thing I purchased, I purchased the URL. I love I that. Through. Smart girl. I can't girl. believe it was available. <laughs> a smart girl, inclusiveleadership.com. And then also, um, you know, you have your annual event. Would they just uh, find that at the Simmons site or where do they yeah, find yeah. that? So sa- same website, inclusiveleadership.com. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Easy. Simmons Leadership. Um, and then and arrive and, more about Arrive and Thrive is at arriveandthrive.com. Arriveandthrive.com. Okay, beautiful. And, you know, um, I imagine some young women, you know, thinking of what university they're going to go to. I would be like, oh my God, I would totally check out Simmons University. Look at the look at the history of it. And it's so unique and yeah. uh, so women, uh, pro-women driven. I think it's just great. I think your program's great. The university sounds amazing. Thanks for sharing that history about it. How can people find you all also on social media? Yeah, so I have, we have an Insta, we have a Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook account for the Institute for Inclusive Leadership. I also, my, I, I use my maiden name, Catherine, there's a lot of Susan Brady's out there. So I use my maiden name, McEntee. So it's Susan McEntee Brady is my full name and I am available on LinkedIn and Twitter. And I would love to uh, come one, come all. We want to be inspiring and provide education and connection. Thank you so much for all the incredible work that you're doing. Um, You know, I'm so glad that Simmons is on my radar now. I'm going to be sharing that with everybody. We have so many cool people who are affiliated with Simmons University. I mean, it's mind boggling the the generations and the, the just the ecosystem of support for this university. We're right. Um, we're right in the Fenway area. Have you, have you been? Oh yeah. I've been to Boston. I know that Fenway area. We're right in the the Emerald necklace. 
Okay. Right Next time I'm in Boston, I got to go check that out. Come see me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To, My nephew it. lives in Boston. Love Boston. Um, so uh, you obviously can follow us also at She Angel Investors and visit our website. Um, uh, also, I'm on Instagram, Catherine Gray, invest in her as well as LinkedIn. Please check us both out and visit with us. We both love to collaborate with other women who are wanting to make the world a better place. Susan, thank you so much for the work you're doing. And thank you for being a guest today. Everybody wow. make it a great week. And remember to check out the Wealthy Women Summit put on by our podcast sponsor, The Bra Network. Here's a message from their founder, Carrie Murray. I know we've all been to hundreds of conferences, just hearing the word conference and you can picture the lanyard and the name tag and the taste of cold coffee. You wrap up, you post on Instagram, maybe you get a swag bag, you leave thinking, well, now that I'm empowered, what's next? How does this help my growth both personally and professionally? Well, it's time to change things up. It's time to shake things out. Prosperity plus abundance. Flourish plus consciousness. That is the Wealthy Women Summit. Set for August 25th and 26th in the beautiful Long Beach Harbor, right next to the Queen Mary, docked is the Sir Winston Yacht, because nothing says a conference about wealth than a conference that takes place on a yacht. We are going to have panels and speakers and workshops on all the different decks, everything to help you cultivate a life that is more than just wealth meaning the money you have in the bank, but wealth in mind and body, wealth in leadership and growth, wealth in health, wealth in life. We want to provide you with a full experience of living a wealthy lifestyle. Now, I want you to head over to the wewosummit.com website. It's wewo, W-E-W-O, summit.com and use promo code invest to get 15% off your ticket to this very unique experience. See you this summer. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.